This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. It's lovely to see you. I was wanted to tell you about things that surprise alpacas. And that can be many and varied, of course. It came about because of yesterday, there was a something. There was a something happening <laughs> in the car park. There was a gathering, a little knot of alpacas all standing around. Now, they weren't running away, but they were kind of gathered around, but they were a little bit on edge because there was something. They were all facing down. So they were looking down to the ground. So I'm looking like mad, trying to see, now, what is it? Is it a squirrel? Is it, there were some geese around. Was it the geese? No, no, it wasn't the geese. Trying to see what it was that they were seeing, what they were focusing on, what was catching their attention. And eventually there was a parting, <laughs> enough for me to see from a distance what was happening. And it was uh, on a footpath near the the buildings down by the lake. We've, we've got a, a log, which is kind of a protective log that stood in place which means you're less likely, you're going to trip over it uh, and not step off an edge, which could be a sudden surprise for you because it's a little bit of a step down. And uh, that was meant to be in place. But one of them obviously knocked it. They had a roll or did something. Anyway, it moved, came away from its normal position and rolled down the car park. So it's on a slope heading towards the lake. And it's it kind of rolled slowly, but it wasn't, it hadn't got a lot of momentum really. So it was moving slowly. But there was this thing, you know, what is it? Uh, 12 inches, I don't know, 30, 40 centimetres in, in diameter. <laughs> and, it's, and it's creeping down the car park, following the slope, r- running through the grass, which, oh, dear, dear, dear. So anyway, that was that was a surprise for them. That was something that suddenly caught their attention. Sudden movement, is this a threat? And it didn't feel amazingly threatening, but it did feel very interesting and wanted to work out what was going on and was it going to be a threat? So there's that. They, they get surprised by vehicles. I was trying to leave. They're all gathered by the gate. Why do they do that? I don't know. So they're all gathered by this the gate. I suppose I don't go backwards and forwards that often. So maybe. Anyway, I'd, I'd unloaded a load of food. That's in the, in the food store. And then was trying to drive back out. But there's a bunch of them by the gate. And there's only one gate at the moment. Which means I can't kind of close off both directions to be able to drive out. So I just had this this one gate one gate to play with. So I had to kind of shuffle them along and the car was coming closer and closer. And eventually they had a sudden panic and ran off and away into an open space, which was good. Which was what I was intending anyway. That was the point. But anyway, they got surprised by this vehicle. And then occasionally I've surprised them. Well, regularly, I guess, I've surprised them. Something is happening. This is not normal, and it's usually a sudden movement. I've left the water running. We haven't got a lot of water pressure, so it actually takes quite a while to fill the bucket. And if you're doing, you've mucked mucked out and you've cleaned out and you've brushed them all out and got rid of all the (laughs) the stuff that comes from them standing in the water buckets, it takes a while to fill up all of these. Anyway, and I suddenly, at a distance, discover that I've left the water on. So I have to sprint back 
And that sudden movement, they don't like that very much. So sudden movements are a bit of a challenge and it surprises them. They, they're not panicky. They, you know, they, they're still around, but they do dart away from the immediate threat. And occasionally <laughs> you get one of the youngsters. Uh, I'll surprise them as I'm, I turn a corner and going into the stable. And they'll suddenly panic and, and rush off. And because they're rushing, the others start rushing. And all of a sudden, you've got this little stampede that happens. All the alpacas rush out of the, the stable. No, girls, 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 calm down. It's okay. It's okay. So I'm trying not to get excited, trying to calm everything down. It doesn't always work. Uh, steady, steady. That's my usual. I've, I try and use that word regularly when there really is no threat. Just trying to calm them down. Steady, steady. Gentle voice, quiet, calm, slow. Yeah, they don't like sudden movements. They don't like sudden sounds either. That's something else that surprises them. Dogs, yeah, they don't like sudden dog noises. They, they, they can see a dog approaching, they'll engage with it <laughs> and stand up and move towards it and, and do the alarm cries if necessary. But this is a strange dog, not ours. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of... The sudden noises, sometimes things have blown in the wind and you've got the noise of the bucket or the, particularly if it's a, something else that's a bit more solid that's skittering across the, the ground. They don't, like, they don't like scraping noises. So that's sudden noises are a challenge. And I was thinking when we had a friend came, it was something else he, was, he came for, but the alpacas were around. And uh, he plays the bagpipes and he, he very kindly brought his bagpipes along and he was playing the bag, bagpipes, this little gathering we had. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh dear, the alpacas are really, they're not going to like this. They're really going to react. Sudden noise, a different kind of noise. Could it sound a bit like an alarm cry for an alpaca? Hmm. But they didn't bat an eyelid. <laughs> they were totally... No, it wasn't just that they weren't phased by it. They totally ignored it. They didn't even seem to hear it, which is really, really strange. But other sudden noises, it does surprise them. Unexpected objects. Uh, if you've got something in a place that they don't normally have them. <laughs> Occasionally I've done things and put, I've put a, a bag down and I've left it by a bench or something. There's a bit, anyway. I explain the setup. So from the field, there's a, a, a gate. This is the one that Millie goes through and leads them down to the to the field. And uh, you go down this path, overhanging trees and, and, and the like. So it goes down to, to the end. Then there's a bench there. You, you kind of turn, a, you do a little twist back on yourself and you're into the field. So so they, they just kind of help themselves. So often I'll, I'll go so far down and then I'll sit down on this bench and just be around them. It's really nice. And occasionally I'll be doing something and I've got a bag whether it's because I was doing halter training or whatever it was. And so I put the bag down next to the bench and then I bring them back and they've got to come up this zigzag past up to this bench and then along the path. And every one of them notices there's this thing that's not normally there. There's this bag. And there it was in a place they weren't expecting and they froze and, ooh, what's that? And then they very quietly approached it and looking at it and leaned towards it. You know how they do that? When they, they plant their feet. They're not going to get very... I'm sorry, I'm not going anywhere near that. But they do want to know, and they kind of lean forward as far as they can without moving their feet. 
really funny. So they're, they're kind of checking this thing out. And then as they come past, they gallop away and they, they rush away from this potential thing in case the bag chases after them. Well, you never know. So yeah, bags left around, things that are just not in, in the usual place. They do notice. <laughs> there was the Korea when, of course, they're, they're experimenting and experiencing things for the first time so much of the time. And they probably, there was a little group of them, probably about a week, 10 days old. And I'd been mucking out and cleaning out. And for some reason, who knows why? I certainly don't. And I was the one who did it. I, for some reason, I'd put a broom against the fence. Now, it was not in its normal place. It's not a place I would normally have the broom, let alone put it down. But I was doing something and I'd obviously put it down and then I'd moved, move a wheelbarrow, whatever it was. But they'd kind of followed me along because I'm permanently curious. And they'd followed along and then suddenly they'd spotted this thing stood next to the fence in front of them that wasn't normally there. And they just froze, the three of them, <laughs> this little group of them, three of them, they froze and stared at this broom and they stared and they froze. And it was, do we go back? Do we go forward? Do we, can we risk going past it? Which is what they did eventually. <laughs> But they did rush. They did rush past it away and, and glanced over their shoulder as they ran. Uh, really funny. So that was a broom, unexpected objects. Other other moving unexpected objects would be things like squirrels and rabbits. Occasionally, they see a rabbit, and uh, they're just not expecting. Oh, what's that? And so it sets off the alarm cry. I, it, sometimes that happens. I haven't got a clue what they've seen. Have they actually seen anything? It's always almost it's Shonard. Shonard is the alarm cry queen in the group, in the group of females, she's the one, if anyone's going to kick off with an alarm cry, it's going to be Shonard. So she's the kind of the guard. She She's amazing um, that she's, she's very much alert and on. And that's, and this will join in. You get these little, <laughs> it's a funny little noise that Alice makes. You get a full, full, full volume alarm cry with Shonard. With, with Alice, it's kind of a, and it's funny, funny little kind of. I'm not happy, but I'm I'm not so upset that I'm going to scream. But it was just this these funny little noises, and you've got to look around. You've got to try and work out where's this noise coming from. It's not very loud, and it could be any of of a number of the balls staring in the same direction. But it's Alice making this funny little noise. Really funny. So yeah, so unexpected objects. They're things that surprise alpacas. Things underfoot, things that are that are not normally there. If they've got a kind of, you know, they walk through branches and and other things. They'll brush themselves. They'll they they like that. But if it's something, what's the difference? I don't know. But if it's something that I've put down and there's something underfoot, they're not sure of. Hmm. A clear example of that would be the the ramp, the ramp of a horse box or or a loose box something you're going to put them in. Well, they're not keen on getting in this thing anyway, but they don't like the black rubber mat. It looks like a big a big hole. So often they, they're not very keen about coming off that. Sometimes they'll, they'll kind of start to come off and then they'll leap over the hole of the ramp, <laughs> try, to, try to not step on it. And it's rubber and it must feel a bit different because it's not hard. It's not... Mm. So often the best way to deal with that is to put a bit of hay down, a bit of straw down. So they're walking on that rather than on, on the black rubber. <laughs> You've got to fool them sometimes. And I remember we we were taking 
Owen, who was the the main stud, he was the herd sire, um, and and main main sort of stud that we and it would take him to a place where he was going to do some stud services. And so we loaded him up and we got him. But for some reason, the gate wasn't open and it was locked. It, was, it wasn't possible to open the gate where we normally would have gone. So we ended up parking the vehicle and the horse box and the, and the car down in the car park. And because of this gate that needed access to be able to take things up the field, then there was a hatched area. There was, a, there was yellow paint you know, like you get on the lines on the side of the road or in the middle of the road, but it was that kind of was road paint. But it, but it, it hatched a box. They'd done a box and a crisscross of yellow paint lines, and normally we've driven over that, but this time I had to get Owen out. I've got him on a halter <laughs> and a lead. I've got to make him walk through with me through the gate. And do you know, we got as far as the, the first east spotted immediately. There's something on the ground. I can tell. I can tell there is something on the ground. I'm not standing on it. So he wouldn't step over the line. He certainly wasn't going to step on it, but he was really, really spooked by this. And in the end, he he did kind of hop, skip and a jump over it. He, he just rushed across because I really required him to do that. It was a bit of a bit of a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally unexpected in it. And obviously so was he. And I told you the story about Millie. Millie, last summer, how she got in the mud. Uh, that was a surprise. She wasn't expecting that. Oh, dear. And it was the the mud flat. The, as it had, the water level had gone down and the, the silt was all exposed. And there was a little lump of it, which is a bit high. And once it's got enough sun on it, the grass starts growing. All the seeds are away. There was all this vegetation which she thought looked attractive. And she stepped off the hard ground onto this soft silt mud and disappeared up to her armpits yeah that was a bit of a challenge so that was a surprise so there are things like that that surprised them and still on millie there was a <laughs> surprise that was more of a surprise for me but she was having a bit of a trouble and she uh was rubbing her head obviously bothered by flies or something she rubbed her head on, on the fence now at the time i was using instead of hay feeders, kind of containers, I was using a lot more hay nets. So it's a um, made out of twine net that you put put the hay in. So that was hung on the fence. And it was right by then. She she was wiping her head and she actually wiped her head on the fence, but kind of on, the, on this hay net. And she's got an interesting little ear tag, slightly different to, to most of the others. It's a little round button one. Anyway, she caught this on the... <laughs> on the uh, on the hay net and it looped on and uh, she's now panicking because this, this, there's something on her head and it was pulling pulling on her ear and oh dear dear so it was all just on this thing the, the, the ear tag that was going in through her ear oh dear so she's dancing around and I could see from a distance what was there was something happening not quite what it was so I, I quickly rushed down and there's poor old Billy with this thing looped onto her ear. But it's it's kind of, most of it, it was on the long th- loop, thankfully. So it was hanging down and it was on the ground, uh, almost. <laughs> do you know what the others were doing? They were all gathered around. They were really concerned. They were panicking for her and with her and all the rest of it. Uh, but they also gathered around. They did. They, they were very curious as to what was going on here and, and because there's something they could do to sort it out. And they're going to sort out this, this hideout. But because it was the hay net, they ended up, she sort of, in the end, stood still 
kind of waiting to be rescued, this hay thing dangling. And the others started eating hay from the hay net, hanging from her ear. I couldn't believe it. Oh, absolutely classic. So that was Millie, matriarch of the <laughs> of the female part of the herd. Oh, dear. And the other thing, of course, in terms of bags and various things is, is a, a plastic bag blowing in the wind. It's unpredictable, it's noisy, and they don't like that. So there's lots of things that can surprise alpacas. And there are things that we can do which minimize that. It's probably better, generally. Uh, they like interest, they like stimulation, but they don't like surprises and panic that then ensues. Yeah, so there are things we can do that will minimize the stressful nature of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing is when I try to give them treats. Ah, how about a nice piece of apple, girls? Would you like a nice piece of apple? No, no way. You're trying to poison us. Carrot the same. Uh, and then you leave it and it goes. So somebody's eating it. But they're, they're a little bit suspicious. Mm, don't normally give us treats like this. Peas, that dried peas, they enjoy. So they pretty much accept that <laughs> without too much complaint. Uh, they're a funny lot, aren't they? these alpacas. So there are lots of things that can surprise them and there are things we can do to reduce the panic <laughs> and to reduce their stress levels. So just have a think, what's around? What, what are the things that you're doing? The noises, the unexpected items, objects, whether they're living or, <laughs> or otherwise. Things that are underfoot, things they have to walk across. And all of these things are things you can introduce them to and get them familiar with they did get a bit desensitized over time. So have a think about what's around, what might suddenly surprise them, and can you, in a gentle way, can you introduce that? Like having a plastic bag around and kind of waving it a bit. But uh, yeah, no, that's not such a good idea, I don't think. Anyway, so there are things we can do to help reduce the things that surprise them. <sighs> so I don't know whether you've got any surprises planned. No, no, that's... Can't be a surprise if it's planned, can it? <laughs> so hopefully your week hasn't any unpleasant surprises and has some nice surprises in store for you. We're doing our final preparations for shearing. Uh, so hopefully if the weather is kind to us, we'll get some shearing started next week and we'll let you know how we get on. So have a good time this week with or without surprises. And if you can, go spend some time with your alpacas. Bye for now. Take care. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.